0: Hebrews 11 verse 1 is not a foreign scripture to any of the faithful. It describes the need that we have, the substance that we can possess, and that strength that comes to us in the time of need. Hebrews 11 verse 1 states this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I just want to go on record as saying that I love it when faith rises in the room. I want to go on record as saying that it's a tangible thing. It's something that we don't always know exactly how it moves or how it works, but we know when it does. We know that when sometimes we approach a circumstance and we are filled with fear on the other side of that balance beam, when God Shows up, there may be great fear, but when God moves in the room, that balance is shifted and fear gets dismissed, and faith rises. And in those moments, we it's almost tangible, we sense it. Now, faith is that substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I love the power of faith I love when faith resides in believers I, I love it when people can reach back to some circumstances where God has moved and where God has worked and where God has healed or God has delivered or God just remarkably showed up and we have the ability to say now God has done that in the past he said that he could do it in our present and he's going to do it in our future and, and we let faith begin to work in the face of fear and we watch God do the miraculous How how many would just say, I love it when faith works? Faith. It's 39 times in the book of Romans that the Greek word pistis is is, is translated into the word faith. Uh, Another 21 times the word pisto is translated to believeth, believe, or believed and believing in that one book of Romans. In one instance, it's used to convey the word committed, faith. Faith when it's translated and it's represented in the heart of the believer comes down to this level of understanding that we know that God can. That we know that God's just not some far off entity that we read about and, and that we can learn about that we can never interact with. Faith is that, is that transaction that, that allows us to come into common ground with the power of God. To come into that common ground where we begin to hear His voice and we begin to declare His word. That our word would say no and our word would say impossible and our word would say it can't be done. But when we step into that level of faith and we begin not to speak the words that our mind would say or not to speak the word that our fearful heart would begin to utter. But when we begin to step into that realm where God's word becomes the word that is spoken, it's in that moment that we begin to say he's the God that's able. He is the God that can. He's the God of abundant ability. He is the healer he's the one that moves in the impossible circumstance he is that God and and I love it when we step into that realm of faith there is power and, and sometimes we just gotta step into that place where we begin to understand and believe and trust God that we are committed to this because God has been faithful to us all in all roughly 60 times in the 16 chapters of the book of Romans the topic of faith is addressed it's critical for us to understand this major theme because, because we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if there's anything that we get wrong, we don't want to get that one wrong. If there's anything that we get right, we want to get faith right. If it's impossible to please God without faith, then God, please let us get the faith thing right. Because if we get the faith thing right, everything else can come in order. If we, if we stand in the pleasure of God, then God begins to unload benefits and God begins to unleash His power. If we step into that realm, if we begin to step into that realm of faith, then we step into the realm of possibility of God. If faith brings impossibility, then, or sorry, the lack of faith brings impossibility, then faith opens the door to possibility. Let's take a moment and talk about what faith is not. Faith is not, faith is not, and I've been guilty of this, here we go already, faith is not a mental attitude that we can adopt at will. Faith is not the power of positive thinking. Faith is not your ability to imagine, otherwise we'd all be going down to kids' club tonight. Because the imaginative minds of young children, it's just, you know, you get there and you talk to kids and the the story becomes so wild and wide. It's imagination at work. And, and if faith was the ability just to imagine something, then, then, then we'd start talking to the kids. And We know we have, we've got to have the faith of a child, but, but it's not about our ability to imagine. Faith is not your ability to visualize. Faith isn't this mental imagery. The, the more vivid the image, the more powerful the f- faith. That's not what faith is. Faith isn't our ability because I, I'm just not that artistic person. I, does anybody else echo in the room that... I, I, as a kid, I had a wild imagination, but now it's, it's, I got to tell you, it's pretty tame, pretty, pretty bland, kind of boring. It's just, you know, so faith is not, if it was, then we, then we'd be all signing up for classes on how to think big. Faith is not, you know, it's not that ability to just imagine something great and then it become the reality that, that's some kind of far off Eastern idea. Faith is is not denying the reality that you're walking through. Faith is not denying illness. Faith is not denying sickness. Faith is not denying pain. Faith is not who can shout, whose report will you believe? The loudest. That's not what faith is. Perhaps the most accurate word that we could use to describe faith is another five-letter word called trust. Trust. The adjective of that Greek word pistos means to be faithful in the sense of being trustworthy and dependable. Trust. Trust is that ability that when things don't look good, you can continue walking because you trust. And trust is that <clears throat> opportunity that comes with faithfulness and after people have been responsible in our lives and they've built a level of trust that we can all walk through. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Trust. Trust. You know, I was... Reading in Forbes magazine. That's not a common read for me, by the way. (laughs) Some people know me and they're laughing. But it was the topic of trust economics. To study about the need for trust in economic transaction. And they cited the example in the New World, the early New World of the Quakers' success. And... Their success was based largely on the economy of trust that they built in this new world. The economy of trust that they had. They they were known as people to keep meticulous books and records because truth was a priority for them. And that truth became the tenant that people began to turn to and trust in. Trust. The economy of trust that they built became one of the reasons that they were so successful and became wealthy for for one reason they were <clears throat> their success was built around the responsibility that they had to trade with one another Quakers traded with other Quakers because the Quakers you know i, I read <clears throat> I read before that the Quakers were individuals that were moved on by the spirit of God and they they quaked under the power of the Holy Ghost and so they had this you know here's Forbes writing about the Quakers I, I kind of like that um, but they had that responsibility to the word of God and, and to the truth of God's word before, before they had a responsibility to profit. I know that's kind of foreign in, in today. But the Quakers, when they were looking for business, they began to work with one another. And you had to trust someone if you were going to fill a ship full of product and, and send it across the ocean that, that when that got to the other side, someone was going to send the money back. But that responsibility that was given built this this economy of trust. and, And as that economy of trust built, other people began to notice that they were true and they were trustworthy. And as other people saw their trustworthiness, they began to trade with them. And, and the Quaker's success got off to a roaring start because all the other, uh, other people and other trades routes and tradesmen began to work with them because they knew that the transaction was based on trust. <clears throat> the prosperity became great, and, and, and now we look back, and, and, and the economists say, it was simply because of their trustworthiness. What a, what a simple concept. You know, but isn't that something that we all desire? I mean, I don't know about you, but if I put $100 in the bank, I really hope that when I grab my debit card and I make that purchase of a soda and a chocolate bar, that the money's going to be there. That's the economy of trust. That, that responsibility, I, I know that here maybe we're just going to teach a little bit on this tonight that that when you get that car loan you have a responsibility to pay the note yeah. someone shout trust, trust. that <clears throat> that when you take something on credit they can be certain it's going to come back that's called Trust, the economy of trust. And, and I, I don't think that the success is unwarranted or, or unrealized. We need to take a look at that and we see it happen. But then let's remember that there, that's just another religion in one sense. If mammon is one God and God's the other one, then that's a religion. If, if its function operates in a level of trust, guess what happens when we bring the same level of trust over into God's word and God's work? All of a sudden we begin to allow this economy of trust to work in the supernatural realm. And that's where faith begins to work. That I know that when I go to the word of God and I begin to step out on God's, not my word, but when I step out on God's word, that God has this level of trust in my life. I have this This level of trustworthiness that I've built with him and his word. That's that's why his word is so important for us to get in our hearts because it becomes faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our trust rises when we begin to see God at work in his word. When you begin to see that from the fall of Adam, it's a love story from the beginning all the way to the end. And God never gives up. He chastens and he, he turns us and he directs us. But God never gives up on us so we can see from the beginning of time until now that God is a trustworthy God so when we get in circumstances that are a little bit difficult we can step out on faith we can step out and trust God because we built that economy of trust in the supernatural realm God is true to his word someone shout trust we just need to let God be God you see, when we try and bring it all into our own, our own world, when we try and manage it all, when we try and order it all, then we're, kind, we're trying to take the place of God. If we will just let God be God, we don't need to speak our word, but we do need to speak His Word. And when we speak His Word, we step out in that level of faith, and God's Word is heard, and it's declared, and healing comes, and help comes, and deliverance comes, and Holy Ghost comes, and revival comes. Why? because it's right there in the word and we're trusting God that his word is true we're going to let God be God let God be God his word just let it be true and and so faith faith is that that economy that's built in this level of trust if we aren't careful we can get focused on the things instead of the substance Hebrews 11 remember what it said faith is the substance of things hope for we get it backwards sometimes we we begin to think that faith is the things of substance hope for that's not what it is but that's what happens in our in our human endeavor in our human lives, all of a sudden, it's about the things. Our faith rises and falls on the blessings that God brings into our lives. Our faith rises and falls on how much God gives to us. What we get or what we don't get determines our level of faith. Can, can we rem- remind ourselves that faith is the substance of things hoped for? The substance, not the things. It's the substance that you can hope for something. Guess what? When, when, when my son shows up for supper... And, and, and Sam, Samantha comes along with him. They know that it's going to be something on the table. For one, he's got 23 years of experience. <laughs> knowing that mama is going to put something on the table. He knows it's going to be there. There's not a question in his mind. It, the, the substance is going to show up. It's going to be there. The substance of faith, the trust, is going to be there. And he's going to have supper. But that's the way it is in our Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not the things. He's got a level of trust. And and I just want to remind us tonight that God has been so faithful, even already in this year. And I, I know we're negotiating some of these reports right now. But God has been good to us this year. God has worked on our behalf this year. We, we just got to remind ourselves that God has been moving and God brings us into miracle territory so he can perform the miraculous because he can't perform it outside of the miracle territory but when we step into miracle territory i tell you why God's been doing a few things that he's been doing. Because we can say, guess what God? We're back in that level of trust. We're stepping back in that territory of things, the substance of things, hopeful. We're walking out expecting something new." Knowing that you're a God that can and a God that has and a God that will. I feel a little help from the Lord right now. I believe in God. Faith is the substance. It's that trust of things are going to come hope for, that we've hoped for. And it's easy. Let me tell you why. We're talking about this tonight. It's easy to lose the sense of trust when things attack us personally, close to home. Mark 9, verse 17, gives us the illustration. One of the multitude said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son. So this father brings his son, which hath a dumb spirit, verse 16. And I spake to thy disciples they could, that they should cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? Faithless. Lack of trust. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him and fell on the ground. I'll tell you why. Because the spirit knew what was going to happen. The spirit had enough history. He'd been around the block enough to know who he was engaging with in that moment. Can we just remind ourselves who's on our side for a minute tonight? Can we remind ourselves Because i tell you what fear would do. Fear would dismiss our faith. Fear would dismiss our trust in the past. Fear would cause us to forget about what God has already done. That's why sometimes we got to remind ourselves. It's all right to remind yourself. Why? You're building up the economy of trust. You're you're reminding yourself, hey, it's going to be all right. Things are going to be okay. So that father, he, he was asked by Jesus, how long since this came into him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if Thou canst believe. And he uses that same word that Paul uses all through the book of Romans. If thou canst trust. If you can trust me, all things are possible to him that trusts. If you're willing to trust me. And and let me tell you why I I believe that this story is there in the book. Because there isn't anything that hits us harder than something that, that hits our family or our church family there isn't anything that that challenges us any more than that it's it's something that challenges it's not it's not something that challenges that the scripture that we memorized it's not something that challenges something that we can rehearse from our mind that we know it it's not something that challenges that I'll tell you what it does it challenges our trust and that's why Jesus said, Jesus said, if, if you can just quote all the, the, the Pentateuch, then we'll be all right. That's not what Jesus said. He said, if you, can, if you can just step into that place of trust, if you can step into that place where you trust me with this, if you can step into that place where, where you're willing to put this back in my hands, if, if you're just willing to let me be God, if you're willing to let God be God, then watch what happens if you'll just believe. All things are possible to him that believes. And and straightway the father of the child cries out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe. I trust you, God. But help my unbelief. Help my lack of trust. Help the time when my trust gets challenged. when, When fear overcomes me. Help me in that moment, God. This is where we can derail. Jesus said all Things are possible to him that believeth, because then, you know, we begin to to think of this chapter. We begin to think of Mark chapter nine as it's it's the it's the little verse that we quote. All things are possible. It's it's just, you know, but that's not where the strength lies in this relationship. The strength lies in trust. That's why Jesus Himself prayed. In Matthew 26, verse 39, if it be possible. Here here he is telling the Father, all things are possible, but but when Jesus is in the garden, he's saying, if it be possible. If it be possible. And, And it's not speaking to the ability of God. It's speaking to the willingness of God. God is able. But we've got to be willing to accept God's will. And when we accept God's will, that places us in that position of trust. That's why we pray, come on, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because that is a statement of trust. If it be possible, God's able to do anything. But God, if it's possible, in this big picture, God, if it's possible, Here's here's where we're at, God, if it's possible. And, And it brings us back to that place where we have got to trust in God. And that's why the powerful story of Job rings so true in our ears. And I believe probably the most powerful verse in that oldest book says this, Though he slay me, yet will I trust I will maintain mine own ways before him. I will trust him. Still, still, God, I, I, I will trust you. Trust brings us into that place of confidence, knowing that God can and that God will. First John five fourteen, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, We know we have the petitions that we desired of him. This is the confidence we have. We have confidence because we have trust in God. It's the mustard seed faith that has the ability to cast the mountain into the ocean. But it's our ability to trust God when the mountain doesn't move that determines the outcome because sometimes God wants us to walk on the water and sometimes God wants us to climb the mountain and they're in their perfect place because it's God's will right now that that's where they be in our lives in our circumstances in our situations in in our daily walk our faith is measured by our level of trust. Getting ready to close, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32 speaks about men and women, the Hebrews hall of faith. But if you look back through their stories and you begin to unpack them, they're individuals that in the face of great adversity trusted God. What shall we say? What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, David, also, and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. But this all worked in that economy of trust. Faith is spelt trust in the human walk with God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Mark 11 verse 22, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that these things, those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Faith, have faith. I wonder if someone would just reach out in faith for a moment tonight. We're preparing. I got just a little bit more to leave with us. But but I wonder if someone, whatever it is that you're facing right now, when the enemy would like to steal all of your trust, I wonder if someone would just begin to believe God that he is able. I wonder if someone would just step out on that transaction called trust and say, God, we know that you have been faithful in the past we know that you're working on our behalf we know that you are a good good father we know that you hear us God we know God we know you wouldn't declare a commandment without the opportunity or the ability for that commandment to be fulfilled so God when you declared for us to have faith God we receive it tonight God, we let your word be our anchor. We let your word become God, the source. We let your word become our contentment. We let your word become, God, that voice that rings in our ears that won't stop speaking. God, we let your word become that place where faith resides in our lives. We let your word, God, we let your word begin to work on our behalf right now. God, we begin to declare it. We're gonna read it. We're gonna play it, God. We're gonna let it ring in our ears. We're gonna play it over our speaker system at home. God we're going to let your word, we're just going to begin to let it be declared in our lives, in our families. God in everything that we do. God we're looking not to human engineering we're not looking to human eloquence we're not looking to human ability God we're looking to your word tonight. Let it ring in our ears God. Let it be declared. Let it work in this room I pray. In your name tonight Jesus. In your name tonight, Jesus. In your name tonight, faith, faith, have faith. The, The reason that faith's companions in Scripture aren't imagination and outrageous ideas, the reason that faith doesn't have imagination flanked on one side and outrageous idea on the other is because that's not the way that God works. Faith's companions in the book of Romans are simply... These two things, hope and love. Faith is mentioned 39 times. Hope is mentioned 10 times. Love is mentioned 11 times. But it's those three qualities, faith, hope, and love, that foster trust. It's faith, hope, and love that that when we bring those into our life and our relationship with God, then we begin to trust Him in a way that we never have before. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. I just have two more portions of Scripture to leave with us. We can come back to the music and that last song. I think it would be great if we sang it. Didn't plan that, but I think the Holy Ghost is helping us. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God. Revealed, then the scripture uses this this phrase, from faith to faith. In the original language, the, the sense there is that that means from beginning to end. From start to finish. From the beginning, it's faith, all the way to the very end, it's faith. And our journey is punctuated with instances where we learn to trust God. Our journey is punctuated with stories and reminders, our, our journey. And I, I, just, I just challenge any faithful saint that's in the room tonight that you just begin to think back through your life where God showed up in the impossibility. And today you can stand and, and you can testify if called on because God showed himself to be God from faith to faith. And no wonder it ends the verse this way, the just... Shall live by faith. We live by trusting God day to day today. The verse we started with tonight. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But I like that second verse too. For by it the elders obtained a good report. They're testimonies of God's goodness. They're testimonies of what God has done. The testimonies of the past moved into the present. They set up shop, pulled out the microphone and began to remind everybody about what God had done. The testimonies of the past, the elders. The elders obtained a good report. And their stories showed up in the current day, and then move right into 2023 and begin to declare the word of God has not changed and it's not weakened. It's not, his arm is not slack, his promise is sure, he's able. And the testimony of the elders moves in to the room tonight to remind us if God has ever done it before, he will do it in you can stand on it you can place your faith in it you can put your trust in it the testimony of the elders declares that god did it before and he's not done yet he will he can he shall do it again i I am a believer. I am walking by faith. Why? Because I trust him. I believe him. I know he's true. I'm stepping out in the economy of trust and saying, God, you're able. You're able. You're able. You're able. The good report. The good report. We're not after more stuff, God. We're just looking for a good report. If the good report isn't exactly the way we'd like to see it, we're gonna. We're just gonna trust you. We're just gonna trust that you're working all of it for our good. We're gonna trust you that at the end of the day, we'll be able to say, Hey, meant it for evil. The enemy meant it for evil. The devil meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. I trusted him, and I'm so glad that I did. I trusted him, and look how it turned out I trusted him and now I know what he was doing I trusted him and God was at work all the way through my life I wonder if there's any others in the room that would stand and say I trusted him and I'm so glad that I did I wonder if there's an there in the room that you served God for a little while, and now you can say, I know. I know there were some seasons where it was rough, but I trusted Him. I trusted that He knew what He was doing. I trusted Him, and I just let God be God. Is anybody willing tonight? Did just take the simple lesson home with you to say God I'm going to let you be God I'm not going to be the ruler in my life move my kingdom out but God move your kingdom in move my will out but move your will in I trust you tonight God I'm trusting you I'm trusting you with the little things but I'm trusting you with the big thing God I'm trusting you every day I'm trusting you every moment I'm trusting you every minute I trust you God I trust you I feel the Holy Ghost. I I wish someone would just begin to pray into that faith for a moment. Come on, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God, you're helping us tonight, you're working on our behalf. That's all right. pray for a moment. There's faith rising in the room right now. It's just like a tide. It's just coming in. It's lifting. Come on, it's just, it's just quiet. It's just working. It's just moving.